welcome back to 10 in the Chamber, a Studio Trigger retrospective podcast. We are back here with episode 13 of Kill la Kill, here with Marshmallow and with Ref. We're at the beginning of the Tri-Schools arc, big Tri-School military campaign conquest arc thing. Uh, with episode 13, uh, crazy for you. Yes. <laughs> so now, yeah, now Satsuki's big plan that she's been building up for the past few episodes is now going into effect as she just sits with the Elite Four and they plan out their their big conquest of um, Western Japan. Uh, but throughout the, this episode, um, Ryuko is not wearing Senketsu. Ryuko is afraid of basically turning back into the monster that we saw in the last episode. And she's just kind of scared to put him on for, for his sake. Because she doesn't want to hurt Senketsu like she did with that transformation yeah but meanwhile with mako she meets up with this brand new character that comes up completely out of nowhere <laughs> you could trust me <laughs> it's like i don't trust you <laughs> <laughs> this weird this weird generic looking boy that just comes out of nowhere His name's um shinjiro nagato and he's the president of the of the, the the newspaper club or whatever and he publishes the newspaper but they've been getting suppressed by uh, Gamagori's uh, disciplinary committee and so he's just trying to get all the information out to the students and try to get as many people as, as he can to to turn away from this big military campaign that they're going to do and he brings along Mako or rather he sees Mako and knows that she um, is associated with Ryuko and wants to go and see Ryuko but she does and very much just very intrusive this boy is <laughs> and like it's just so like i like i like i knew right away especially i, I want to say that when i was first watching it i did like get this feeling of like this is so weird and random i something is definitely up with this yeah well i mean the last time we had a character i was like you could trust me or like trying to get like close to ryuko and you know mako uh was the uh no tardies day yeah with uh michael so like yeah, for me, it was the immediate, like, I don't, like, if you have to say you could trust me, I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he's so pushy with, like, trying to tell Ryuko, put on your uniform so that you could help and we could defeat Satsuki and everything, even though it's just, like, she's just not for that right now. She just pushes him away, you know, like, and which yeah. Ryuko does a lot of that, in the, of that in this episode, keeps pushing everyone away. You know, even even mm -hmm. Seketsu, um, it's a cute moment uh, with uh, with Mako's mom and her for trying to give her some croquettes. Uh, and I, I kind of wish that they expand on the scene a little more because I just kind of want to know what Mako's mom would is kind of try to say to her at this point if she wanted to try and say something because she cares for Ryuko as much as she just cares for Mako. I kind of wish that there was mm -hmm. a bit more to that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she she does like leave the the bowl of croquettes and you know the dad and the little brother running around going like you look at so much energy <laughs> they turn like, into butter <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to the degree i feel like she wants to say something but i feel like also she as a mother she can probably see that like mock uh matoi isn't open for that kind of conversation just yet um mm. and she kind of needs to come to her own terms to how to approach it right. and so like she doesn't want to push it too hard mm -hmm. yeah because I, I i just like mako's mom as like the idea of like a good mother and then Looks at Satsuki's mom. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <sighs> yeah, um, but yeah, Ryuko does a lot of pushing away of, of all the people that kind of care about her at this point, and 
at her talking with Senketsu, like she's just too upset at herself to even talk to him because she just feels so guilty for what happened. But we we cut away from this to um to a big I think uh shareholder meeting between uh all like the members of uh, of Revox being the big clothing brand that is owned by Satsuki's mother uh, Ragyo who talks about uh, how clothing is sin, man's original sin. A lot of big Bible references here and yeah. how the big the main goal of Revox is to create clothing for clothing's sake alluding to the big reveal that will happen in a few episodes time and we have their first direct interaction between uh, Ragyo and Satsuki and uh, <laughs> it's uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable I hate it. And yes, we are supposed to feel uncomfortable about this, but it's just not Still. feel any better. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it'll only get worse from here, unfortunately. Satsuki and, and Rekio talk a lot about um, oh, one thing, asking why Nui showed up when she did. Clearly, this was done uh, through Rekio's work. And with that, Satsuki says, okay, I'm going to go do my, my big conquest at school and everything. And Rekio's like, okay, cool. Of course, um, Reggio's line here of a uh, ref, you speak French better than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> La vie est drôle. Yep. Life is amusing, which Satsuki smiles when she repeats that phrase. She's kind of amused in her own way, which is very interesting. And then cutting back to what's going on with all of our uh, protagonists, as Mikisugi is trying to figure out who the fuck this weird-ass boy is that just showed up out of nowhere. There's more interactions between uh, Newspaper Boy, I'm not going to care about his name at this point, uh, and Mako, and another little detail here is that he's walking with Mako through the same like part of school that Ryuko and Mako were walking through uh, in the first episode. Which, if you were paying attention a couple episodes ago and talking about Nui, ah, <laughs> uh, interesting, interesting, <laughs> little those little details, which again I'm not noticing until <laughs> watching it here. So all of that's uh, happening. But basically, the newspaper boy still gets chased out by the disciplinary uh, students, and then Gamagori appears. <laughs> Yeah, and then Gamagori tells Mako, hey, you're going to come with us on this big trip because we need like all the hands we can get. Because uh, yep. yeah, I assume all the no stars that were like, too weak to go are just not going on the trip. But... Yeah, so uh, it's mentioned that uh, all the, the no stars aren't allowed to go on the trip, and Mako has a, a moment where like she wants to go because it's free. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, um, the beginning, beginning of the episode, Mako is just drawing this crudely, like, the map of Japan very badly on the ground. And then she got all the cities wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the other thing, uh, technically speaking, the exact thing that Gamagori tells Mako is that usually she would be put into one month in timeout, <laughs> except he's going to make her do this instead. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, you just want her to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I, I mean, Gamagori at this point kind of seeing that she has a bit more resolve in her than he believes and having respect for her is like all right you know what you could come with us because i know what you're capable yeah. of like you're just as capable as these one stars at the moment so like uh my, my favorite thing is in the the bloopers it's like now handle those balls <laughs> oh, oh the english sub bloopers right <laughs> the english sub bloopers <laughs> just handle those balls yes sir <laughs> uh, so mako's getting roped into that um Ryuko's still unfortunately by herself and uh, now kind of having this a proper talk with uh, with Senketsu 
I, I really like this episode in a, in a lot of ways. I think it's more subdued. It's more about character. I think a lot of people find it kind of boring for those reasons, but I really like it. I've said in like some other episodes that I kind of see Ryuko as a character who feels like she hurts other people, and I think this episode is probably where a lot of that comes from because she, she feels like she hurts Senkets. She did hurt Mako with how she burned her at the end there. Like her hot-headedness and her you know hot-blooded spirit just and ends up hurting people around her and she really doesn't like that and it scares her and i think the con jokes are being really um accommodating of her we were talking about that in the beginning that they're like giving her a little whole space to mope <laughs> you know like the whole house she gets it to mope and i think mrs mankan shoku Asukuyo, she really sees ryuko as her own daughter in the other in the election arc she's like well ryuko will be fine because she ate the lunch that i gave for her but you know in the end it didn't end up super fine and that's pretty sad mm-hmm. but i think she does really see ryuko as her own daughter and I think and one of the things I really like about the show is is that it kind of slowly happens. I'm not sure if this is super present in the... No, I think it is. I think in the anime it happens that uh, Ryuko doesn't have a lunch when she's first shown eating with Mako. But then in episode 7, uh, she is shown with a lunch that Mako's mom gave her. So like slowly she's really becoming part of that family. And she gets her own personalized bullet dinner with them and she has her own mankan shoku toothbrush that's the matching set with the other people in the family so she's like she's she really feels like a part of the family and i think that's really sweet and i and i think sukuyo knows that what ryuko needs to do is talk to senkets and that's why she doesn't really say anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Mako's told yeah. them that uh, Ryuko is comforted whenever she talks to the uniform, and they've ex- mm-hmm. and they kind of accepted that at this point. Yeah, even if they don't understand it. Yeah, and that's why they're like looking on at the end, like, "Oh my God, she's finally talking to her uniform," because they were all waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, they they kind of know what's up, so I think that's sweet too. I really like the scene. I'm, I'm just going on a whole rant here. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I really like the scene at the end of episode 13 because I think it really contrast well with the scene in episode five because in episode five it's like one of my favorite directorial choices or cinematography or mise-en-scene i don't know i'm bad at this <laughs> but i guess it's is it going to be cinematography but just like how the scene is shot in episode five i mentioned it um where ryuko and Sankets are having you know a conversation they're arguing and you only see one of them at a time, and it's kind of like these distance medium shots. It's not close ups. It's not you're you're not really getting close to them, and you just see one of them at a time. And there's this door between them, in the frame. So th- there's like this this thing separating them. But here, in episode thirteen, they are shown on the same frame a lot more, and you get these like extreme close ups of their faces, and it will. Ryuko's face and Senkatsu's eye and it's it's just so much closer like even though they're kind of having I I wouldn't say it's an argument (laughs) necessarily but they're kind of at a hard point but they're so much closer than they are than they were in episode 5 and I just really like that progression I really like how it shows in the change of how the scene is shot (laughs) you know (laughs) there's not a wall between them anymore it's not these distance medium shots we're getting extreme (laughs) close-ups it's really 
she's really laying herself bare. And I like that she can do that with Senkets. I like how throughout the episode she puts on kind of a front for other people. She acts really angry with Nagita, even though she's upset, really. She's not, I wouldn't say she's angry per se. She's just upset, but she puts on this angry front for him. She can kind of smile for Mrs. Moncancho and say, yeah, I'm all right. But with Senkets, she just, it just all comes out. She's, she's scared and she admits it to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. <laughs> I really like that she can be open and honest with him. And I, I just find that super sweet. <laughs> yeah, and, and he just wants to try and comfort her and saying that, you know, that he trusts her and, you know, what happened was something that was something to be concerned about. But, you know, but he still trusts her in the end. He forgives her for that, um, which mm-hmm. the moment is cut short, unfortunately, with um, with Nagita getting chased by uh, by the disciplinary committee again and even hurting Mako's dad, which will, which then prompts Yugo to go into action. She doesn't like seeing her family getting hurt at this point, you know? Even if she's feeling this way, she still is willing to protect people that she loves. <laughs> she's um, still the shonen hero. <laughs> very much, you know? You hurt anyone she cares about, she'll go into action, kick your ass. Yeah, I love I love how Nagin is like, you're so cliche. It's like, yeah, she is super cliche. <laughs> but is. you know what? I, I love that about her. <laughs> It's fine. It's good. <laughs> and so Ryuko does put Senketsu back on and saves uh, Nagita. But unfortunately, this is all a big trap. And Nagita is actually Nui this whole time. Who could have thought? Who could have <laughs> guessed? Oh, God. I kind of want to say that like it was probably another thing that I, I, I just remembered. And I, I'm just double checking. But like the voice. I feel like character voice choices are really important these kinds of shows. And uh, it's Johnny Young Bosch. So, like, <laughs> I don't trust him. <laughs> For the English dub, at least. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't trust Johnny Young Bosch. Um, <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> no, I adore him. I adore him. But um, it's just that some of the characters he voices are people that I'm like, gun. <laughs> so, like, I, I had, like, very, like, Isaiah vibes, I guess, is my, my, my take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Durarara. So, that, that was one of the two things. So, I was like, I don't trust you, buddy. <laughs> so, it's just yeah. funny to see, like, yeah, it is your role, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he, he likes being the shit, like a little shit, but he also likes being boys that yell a lot. That's his specialty. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> um,. <laughs> But yes, so Nui and, and uh, Ryuko fight again, but Ryuko is very clearly holding back because she does not want to go berserk again, which Nui takes advantage of and kills Senketsu. Just straight up cuts him up. He's he's gone. That's it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's all Can't cut up to, he's all cut up to pieces. He's gone. It's sad. And Ryuko's devastated. Can we just mention how, like, wonderfully cut uh, Nui did? Like, they're just perfect squares. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I mean, I mean, she, you know, she, she's very particular about her work. <laughs> and um, How very kind of her. Yes. <laughs> and Satsuki's coming in for the save once again, which I think, uh, yeah, because Satsuki in the last episode pretty much said, you are banned from the school premises. And she is very much skirting that by even showing up uh, just in the town in general. So yeah. so Nui fucks off and Sasuke just looking over at, at Senketsu's remains and Ryuko just now lying passed out in her underwear and she picks up all of Senketsu's uh, pieces and is going to basically use them for all the, for all the students uh, in their big raid trip. So damn, that sucks. <laughs> Ryuko <laughs> now with no Senketsu, um, but Mikisui does find her and Ryuko's in a blanket so at least Sasuke's nice enough to, to make sure she's not 
kind of left in the cold and completely naked in public. Yeah. Also, she she is left with uh, one part of uh, Senkits, which I want to say uh, Sasuke left her that. See, I have I have thoughts about this. I don't know if I should talk about it now or in the next episode, <laughs> but I have thoughts. <laughs> so. I mean, we could tackle it next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could do that next episode. Yes. Um, there is one thing I w- want more. I wanted to say about this one, though, about the the, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't think it was preserved in the English dubs so much, but there's a point where Ryoko's like, um, "If I go out of control, Sankas, you need to stop me." And he's like, "I can't do that." You're in control of your own actions. And I really liked that because I think I was doing some research about romance novels for a little while. And I think there's this theme in some romance novels that like, oh, a woman has to save. And obviously it's switched in this position, I guess, if you see Senkets as a man. I mean, I think his gender identity is totally up for interpretation. But often uh, a woman is like, she has to stop a man from being a monster. Like, it's her responsibility. But here, Sankets is like, it's not my responsibility. That's your responsibility. And I trust you to not do that. And I really like that, that it wasn't put on him. That he tells her straight out, you have to take responsibility. And she does. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be all for this episode. We're in quite a pickle right now, so how are we going to get out of this one? Well, if you tune in next time, we are going to talk about just how that uh, all those problems are going to be alleviated. But until next time, take care of yourselves and have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.